Prologue. In the spring of 1994, John Chan, an athletic teenager, vaulted up the stairs of an old apartment building on the edge of Chinatown, in the city of Boston, taking two steps at a time while carrying a hockey stick and a duffel bag full of shoulder pads, helmets, gloves, and skates. He was tired but very excited because he had just played an important hockey game at his school. The winner would go on to the division finals and he could hardly wait to tell his mother that he had a winning goal in the second period and was congratulated by all of his teammates and his coach. John was starving. Looking forward to a hug, a hot shower, and a hearty homemade meal, he was rushing toward his apartment, which was located on the third floor of the five-story brick building. After the door swung open by a touch of the end of his hockey stick, John stopped in alarm. Even if she was expecting a guest, his mother always locked the apartment door. She was afraid of burglars ever since their next-door neighbor had a break-in several months ago. John dropped the duffel bag, placed the hockey stick against the wall, and peeked inside the apartment apprehensively. It was late in the afternoon, but the west-facing apartment was still well lit by the sun, which was sinking slowly on the horizon. His jaw dropped when he saw what had become of his home which was always neat and clean no matter how hectic the occupants' lives were. The living room was in total disarray, the floor covered with bits and pieces of books and magazines, and all the drawers and cabinet doors in the kitchen were pulled open. His home had been turned upside down, ransacked. His voice echoed as he called out, Mom? I'm home. Where are you? No response. The apartment was eerily quiet, Hesitantly, John opened the door wider and entered, trying not to step on the fallen books because he knew his mother, Xiaomei, loved them. A former physics professor at Beijing University, Xiaomei kept all the books she had brought with her from China, even though most of them were getting flimsy and falling apart. Among all the messes, a shiny object drew John's attention almost immediately. Sitting on the coffee table in the living room was a slick and colorful porcelain bottle of Motai, the most famous liquor in China. His mother had been working as a mailroom clerk for an insurance company in Boston and could never have afforded an authentic bottle of Motai, which would have fetched more than $100 on the black market in her native country. He walked over and stood in front of the battered coffee table, looking down at the exquisitely designed liquor bottle, which seemed empty. Then he noticed something bulky stuck between the sofa and the coffee table. It was his mother, face down on the floor. On her partially hidden, painfully distorted face, Blood trickled from her nose and her mouth. His legs started trembling violently. John screamed, but no sound came from his mouth. It was seemingly a long time before he was able to control his limbs. He ran to the kitchen, picked up the phone, and dialed 911. 